Welcome to Energetically Speaking with Ariel Hardy. In our program today, we'll explore some of the most common issues people go to energy healers for, what these conditions look like energetically, and also how to maintain your energy field yourself. Now, here's your host, Ariel Hardy. Hi, welcome back to Energetically Speaking. I'm your host and energy healer, Ariel Hardy. Today is my 11th show out of a 15-week series. Um, The show next week on the Labor Day weekend will actually just be a rerun. So you guys keep telling me on Facebook which one you want me to play. Everybody's telling me something different, so that's just not really helpful. If you could all just pick one, that will be good. (laughs) So um, let's see. The week after that, uh, September 12th, will be my second to last um, show. And I'm actually going to take callers on it. So I don't know if you guys heard the Rebecca Rosen show that I did. But on that one, we took callers. And I started by um, reading the energy field. It's not a psychic reading. It's just a read of the energy. And then I start clearing the energy and Um, We discuss it. So the caller just kind of tells me what's going on with them. And I work with clearing it. And I got an email from one of those callers from that show who said she's felt fantastic ever since. So even though it's just a six minute little clearing, you will get your energy cleared out in that. So um, in that show. So call in for that. I'll be announcing the phone number at the beginning of that show. It should be a fun one. And then the very last show, I'm going to talk about death. So the 15th. Uh, week show. I'll be talking about death and what that looks like from the energy healing room and from the work that I do. So today's show is called uh, Co-Create Your Life. And so when I was telling my friends um, the title of my show, they asked me, so who are you going to co-create with? Like, um, co-create, doesn't that mean you're creating with somebody? Well, yes, of course I'm creating with someone, but it's not a human. It's God, my angels, and my spirit guides. So I kind of run solo here on this earth because I have this huge team around me. And this huge team brings in people, and they bring in humans, and they bring in coincidences, and they make magic happen constantly. And by connecting to God and pulling God's light in, I'm I'm able to circulate it through my system and create magic in the bubble around me. So there are these layers of energy around us, and that creates the electromagnetic field. And that also in energy work represents your environment. So the people in your life will show up in your energy bubble when you go to get an energy healing, and your job, your career, people at work, people in your past, they'll show up in that bubble. So we want to constantly be making it magical and keeping it high vibration and creating it. You know, when I did that show on teenagers, I think it might have been my last show. Um, In that show, I talk a lot about how the teens feel like they're victims. And so I really feel like we need a college course and a high school course teaching these kids how to co-create, so how to create their lives. Um, Of course, in the school systems, we couldn't talk about your spirit guides, your angels, your team, but we could give them basic tools on how to not be the victim and how to just have fun and play and make things happen. 
the more you call on your spirit guides to ask for little things in your life, all kinds of little things, the more uh, spirit guides will move in around you until you can have hundreds of spirit guides around you helping you constantly. Because if you're overloading one of your guides with too many things you're creating and asking for, they're going to call on more guides and more guides and they all start gathering around you. And then what happens is when something big comes along and you need help with something big, the angels come in or the archangels come in and you start causing a commotion. And so spirits on the other side who are thinking about coming into the earth plane, they too can gather around and start watching you because they want to see how you're doing it because they're looking down here and seeing a lot of people struggling. But if you're causing this big commotion of light and spirit guides all around you and angels come coming in and out towards you. They want to know what are you doing differently. So then it makes them think, hmm, maybe I could go down there and do it. Maybe I could go to earth and I could make it because it's so hard. You know, once we get here, if you try to do it on your own, good luck without your team. Good luck without pulling God's presence in. Good luck. One time my um, daughter and I went through this phase where we'd go in the backyard on Friday, Saturday night, and she'd take photos of me as I prayed and sang because what would happen is the yard would fill with orbs. So orbs are like glowing balls of light that we see as spirit guides or angels. Some people say, oh, well, they're just dust particles and the light reflecting off the dust particles. And maybe that's true, too. But there are some that are huge and bright blue and bright white around me or bright pink around me or bright green. And those are kind of unexplainable if you look at it um, realistically. But mainly when you're working with your guides and your team to co-create your life, just try not to be boring. In other words, don't sit back sheepishly um, afraid to call on them because if you're not calling on them, they're sitting around going, this is the most boring human being I have ever met. Can I please have another assignment? So make it exciting for them. Really get into it. So let me talk about what exactly I'm creating. Basically, a magical life. Every day. I just want a magical life. That's what I'm creating. Of course, all kinds of crazy, terrible things are going to happen. They happen to me, they happen to you, they happen to all of us. It's not like we're going to control it and have this perfectly hunky-dory sweet life. I mean, you can, but I bet you a million bucks you wish you had lived at the end of your life. I bet you'll look back and go, God, I didn't live. I was so busy keeping it all nice and pretty. I didn't live. So you want to really jump in there and live and, and let it be crazy like it is here on earth. But at the same time, you're also living in this level of magic. And it's the spear guys and the angels and God's presence that makes it so. So, for example, I would head to work every day down to this little office, and most days of the week, I would run into, not literally, the shamrock truck. So, my birthday is on St. Patty's Day, and this truck would always cut in front of me, like at an intersection. I'd have to stop and watch this truck go by with all these these big green shamrocks or four-leaf clovers on it, and the big words shamrock go across, and I would just crack up laughing. And to me, this is my sphere guides, just making me laugh. They're playing joke on me or I would get behind a license plate and follow that car all the way to work that would say 317 for my birthday or I would get behind one that said 317 and my initials ATH or I'd get behind 444 the angels are with you or someone would move into my building at work and park their car that had a significant number on the license plate that I saw every single day or someone would move on to my street or get a new car on my street with a new license so it, it be got to the point where everywhere I went, things were symbols for me. 
And so I'm walking around in delight all the time and more angels or guides are coming in because it's really fun. It's a high vibration. Last Monday, right before the show, I went outside and a hawk was dive bombing my head right after I said a prayer. It takes me a while to catch on that it's my spirit guides. All I was thinking is my cat, it's going to eat my cat. And and why am I being dive bombed here by a hawk? I forgot I had just prayed like 30 seconds before about the show for teenagers. And so you can look at all of this and say, well, we can explain it all, right? There's a reason. The shamrock truck probably was always delivering food. I don't know what was in that truck, but it was delivering something to some store right near where I worked or something maybe. But of course, I mean, I, I look at it like this. Of course, it can be explained because we live on Earth and the spirit guides are going to use things on Earth to create this. This is an incredibly creative place. Like there are all kinds of tools and elements they can use here to speak to us. So, for example, I'm sitting here at a desk and I'm looking at a silver globe and on the globe, it's smooth and shiny. I've drawn with a red uh, dry erase marker. I've drawn an outline around every country listening to the show. And so I'm creating as I draw that. And I'm like adding to the energy of it. I'm looking at a collage that I made out of magazine clippings. I'm looking at and rubbing my hand on the smooth wood of a maple table that my dad made for me. And I'm looking at a pottery bowl that I made with the glazes from my grandmother's studio. And I'm looking at a watercolor that my oldest daughter made me of a polar bear hugging a baby polar bear and I created her and she created this and I'm looking at my youngest daughter's painting it's an acrylic and it's a a painting of a teenager who's that's going to go on the cover of my little booklet for teenagers the survival guide and I'm looking at my business cards that are bright blue and black that my brother created for me with the grids drawn in it that I see in the energy field so use this this plane, use these logical, practical uh, events. You, you know, the guides are talking to you through them. See what they really are. Don't miss the moment. Pay attention. The more you pay attention, the more they send you. So Friday, my youngest daughter got a reading from a new psychic that we heard about, and I thought it'd be a great gift for her to learn about our future. Well, the psychic mixed the two daughters up and read everything for the one daughter that was supposed to be for the other daughter because they're completely opposite. They're totally different, and their paths are totally different. And so I thought I spent $80 on it, and I was like, oh, shoot, we wasted $80, and we were just laughing. She was not laughing. She was very upset, and I was trying to explain to her that the psychic just got the two energies mixed up. So I went to my bank account and looked, and it said it was only $65. And then on Saturday, I opened an envelope, and there was a random check for $65 in there and I don't even still understand what the check is for and where it's from and that was validation that was to me the spirit guide saying here here's your money back it wasn't for you it was the wrong reading Friday this is all this week I'm just telling you like what my life is like so Friday my boyfriend and I took a walk And then we started heading back home and we thought, let's not go all the way around to the bridge. Let's take a shortcut. Let's go right through the creek. So we walk in in our flip-flops. It was low. It was shallow. And we're wading in. And I look down and I pick up a truck, this red truck. I'm like, hey, look. And then it hits me. Oh, this is because my spirit guides are creating toys for my boyfriend's son because he asked for some toys. Well, look, I got him a truck. And my boyfriend reaches down the water and lifts up a silver airplane. 
And so we're like pulling these toys out of the water. We spent 30 to 40 minutes, like two little kids fishing for toys in the creek. By the time we finished, we had 15 to 20 toys. I was my pockets were bulging with with toys my shorts were falling down as I'm dripping walking with these wet mud-filled cars and trucks we had uh two tow trucks a roller three front loaders a bulldozer (laughs) I had to ask the five-year-old what these things were called so then Sunday we all went as a family and we went back out to the waterfall and we prayed and I prayed and visualized for us all So I kind of co-created our week and our day um, today. So that was Sunday. That was yesterday. So I created that they were clear. Their minds were clear. They could study. They could think clearly. They could hear the teacher. They could understand the computer projects at work, that everyone was safe. Everyone felt good. Everyone felt healthy. And then we all played. We all got in the water and played. We began finding more planes, more trucks, because I guess the water had washed away some more sand, some more rock being this shallow. By the time we finished, we had 35 cars or all different types of vehicles. We also had ocean animals. We had a whale, two whales. One whale was like washed up onto the gravel, onto the sand, like it was a beached whale. We found a shark, hammerheads, two of them. I didn't even know what that was till we found them. And then we started finding flashcards. So someone had dropped all their flashcards, you know, those white cards that say eight plus five. So I was holding these up in the air to the kids, having them do their math because their mom had texted us and asked us, can we please work on their math skills? (laughs) So you can always, with your spirit guides and angels, find a really fun way to get really boring tasks done like homework. Kids are a great Uh, energy to have around you when you want to co-create anything in your life. So when I want to create something really big, I pull kids around me. So I might have them visualize with me, have them uh, pray with me, have them tell me what they imagine. So one time on my daughter's birthday, she's a great manifester. I said to her, um, so what do you want? She said, I want a house. We were living in a little apartment. I'm like, you want a house? Okay. So we went on a walk and we see this for rent sign. So we look and it's a little cute carriage house. Look like the gingerbread house behind this big main house. So we knock on the door and the people were also having a birthday party for their son. So it was my daughter's birthday and the boy's birthday. We ended up living in that carriage house for several years (laughs) and loving it. We had great adventures there. So if you're hanging around with me or anyone who manifests, you're going to also get pulled into the wonder, into the magic. So my poor teenagers, they could never be in a bad mood. I mean, they would try, but they couldn't because the spirit guides would start doing things to crack them up, to make them laugh. So I remember this one time. I dragged my poor teen, she was in middle school maybe, and I dragged her and her boyfriend with me on a dog walk because I didn't want to leave them unchaperoned. And of course, they were miserable. But before we even got out of the gate of the backyard, I found this huge, nice keyboard, electric keyboard, leaning against the dumpster. And I was like, oh my God, look, my daughter was a musician. And we happened to have the cord for it because we had a keyboard by that same brand that wasn't as big and wonderful. There would be things that would happen when, say, I was driving around doing errands and dragging my teenager with me. We'd see strange things through the windshield of my car and things that I would not normally see. They were obviously for her. There would be like 
people dressed as fairies with wings riding on bicycles. Or there was this man in leather, and instead of getting on a motorcycle, he got on a bicycle that he had souped up with big banana handlebars and black tassels coming off the handlebars. And Or we'd be driving past someone walking a little black pug and a little white pug. And then a, a couple blocks later, we'd see someone walking a big black Great Dane and a, and a white Great Dane. And so I trained her to start noticing this. You know, notice what is happening here. This is magic. This is your spirit guides all around you trying to shift your vibration and make your life amazing, no matter how many bad things are happening. So one day she gets in the car extremely upset because she had worked so hard in a film class and is a very talented filmmaker, has won several awards. And she was really trying to please the teacher, but he sat her down and just crushed her little soul and her creativity by telling her that he thinks that she thinks she's better than everyone else. That was one of the many things he said. And so I'm coaching her through this and we're driving and we're in traffic and the Jeep in front of us had this sticker on the back window that said, create your own future. And that's exactly what I was just telling her. I was just saying to her, this is one teacher. Don't let him stop you. You just keep on going. You just create your own way, however you want to create. He was trying to tell her how she needed to work with others in the class better instead of run ahead and do her own thing. Even though he told her she could do her own thing. It was just so many mixed messages. And so then we drove up behind a bus. And at this point, she's starting to get a little cheered up. And the bus said on the back window, it said potential recognized. I was like, see, there you go. Your spirit guides, your angels recognize your potential. Don't give up. Don't stop creating. Keep going. (laughs) So pull in your guides, pull in your angels, create sort of a ruckus around you of high sparkly vibration. Make things happen and pull in your team so that they're making things happen. They're mirroring it back at you. After the commercial, we're going to explore some of my beliefs around co-creating and some of the controversial opinions around co-creating. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you sometimes feel stuck, blocked, or simply not yourself? Do you want to feel happier, brighter, and lighter? Ariel Hardy, energy healer since 1996, can help by reconnecting you energetically to God, to the earth, and to your own spirit. Ariel can help heal the heart wounds from hurtful relationships and help get you back into your body and your power after experiencing life's traumas. Ariel can work on you anywhere in the world, communicating with you as she works through phone or Skype. Please visit the contacts page at arielenergyhealer.com to request an appointment. Would you like to learn how to do energy healing work yourself? Self-taught healer Ariel Hardy has created instructional videos for you to learn from. In these videos, Ariel shares tips and tricks of the trade from her unique style of healing work. Please visit her videos page at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L energyhealer.com. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Listening to Energetically Speaking, Ariel Hardy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments about the show. Send an email to Ariel at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A R I E L at arielenergyhealer.com. 
Now back to Energetically Speaking. Welcome back to my show today, Co-Create Your Life. There are a million titles for these shows. I always think, oh, I should have named it this. I should have named it this. Like, create your magical life. Um, So let's talk about some of the beliefs around co-creating. So some people believe, you know, God is creating your life. God has a purpose and a plan for you. And the poor people have had near-death experiences because then they have all this pressure on them. For some reason, God kept me here. I'm supposed to live for some reason. And then they just get really upset because they can't figure out exactly what that big, huge reason is. And some people believe God is all-powerful and does whatever he pleases. And I would say to step back a minute and look at this as that is a sort of a black and white version of it. I think we are creating together. Together we're making this happen. You know, the whole first part of the show was me showing you all the things that the spirit guides are doing on their end. But then the rest of the show is going to be about things that I'm doing to make that happen. You know, I'm doing my part. I'm steering the ship. You know, if we... if we just are seen as like, if we see our lives as like we're a puppet and God is making our life happen and we have no control over it or God is dominating us, then I feel like we're a little bit trapped or stuck or stunted in our creativity, kind of like my daughter in that class, in that film class. We're given free will for a reason. And I feel like we are really empowered. And if we pull the light through us, then we're really powerful. So as you've heard from other shows, you lose your power if you're not circumcised circulating God's light through your body. But if you tap into that immense power that is God, you are pretty much unstoppable. You can do all kinds of things. The other thing is if I see it as God is the one controlling my life, then I'm going to blame God for everything. So I'm going to get mad at God because if something bad happens here on earth that we as humans have created, like ruining the environment or, or, yelling at each other or putting strange substances into our body, then I'm going to blame God for everything that has gone wrong for me. Or say someone dies, God took them. You know, instead, I would see it as that's the nature of earth. The seasons come and go, life changes, people die, things die, plants die. The bad things happen here, good things happen here. I mean, we just get a little beat up here. And if you uh, have God on your side helping you create you're the one in power, you're creating, you're pulling God in to help you, then I would say that your relationship's just going to get stronger and stronger. You are going to feel closer to God than ever before. When things go wrong in my life and everything is falling apart, I actually feel extremely close to God and my spirit guides and angels because that's when they really jump in. When we're brave and we take a risk, for example, they're all around us. If you open your eyes and see it, they're giving you signs nonstop that they are with you. They are helping you. So we can't really uh, separate it out that God is doing this or we're doing this. Some people do the opposite, of course, and they think that we create everything in our lives. Like, say something happens to you they they think it's your fault like you created that like if you have a health condition somebody might judge you and say well you created it um i think that's too extreme too that's that's saying that you have way more power than you actually really do and it's also saying that you can control everyone in your world because we other people have free will and they're going to do things that affect you and if you think that you can just um keep your life a certain way you're controlling it and you're planning it all out and then you're saying you're not affected by anyone or any other energy or anything 
So, for example, if if you call in in the show on September 12th and your right hip is hurting and I'm like working on your hip and telling you it's blocked, I might ask you, well, right side of the body and the leg represent moving forward in your career. Are you stuck in your career? Is something going wrong in your career? And they might be like, yes, it is. And so I'm clearing it, moving it. But I'm not blaming that person and saying, well, they created that. It could be that work is really, really stressful and they need to get out of it. And so their right hip is hurting because the energy from work is hitting their system right there. Or say a caller calls in and they say, my left knee is hurting. And I might say, okay, are you stuck in your relationship? Is there something feels off or wrong in your relationship? And they might say, oh my gosh, yes. But I'm not going to say to them, well, you created that. How are you going to get out of it? I'm going to say to them, yeah, the energy is so built up and blocked from your relationship, from the heaviness in it. It's affecting your left side. So it's kind of a give and take. We're creating, but we're also being totally affected. Some of my clients will try to find the lesson in every single thing that happens to them. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? Maybe there's no lesson except just love yourself. Maybe it's time to go make hot soup and crawl in bed. (laughs) Just love yourself. We don't have to analyze everything half to death and why it happened to us. We don't have that much power. So some people in my practice will like manipulate life to make it go their way. Like they want to use their own will and only their will without God's will, without God's light or their angels or guides and make something happen for themselves. Like they think that the only way to get money is to marry that man with money, for example. And so they're going to do everything they can to get that man, whether it means break up his marriage or whatever. Or they could just sit back and say, I manifest money. I ask that money comes pouring in. Next thing you know, they've got a great job and they made their money that way or vice versa. The same scenario can be reversed where you think you've got to slave away your whole life to make this money. And all of a sudden you meet someone and they have their own money and they're like, hey, let's travel the world together. So you want to kind of let go, get out of the way, let these things happen through you. You don't have to try to control every single bit of it with your brain. Some people get really, really bummed out and depressed because nothing they're creating is happening. They're like, I'm doing everything right. I'm creating a way. It kind of reminds me of the dating show I did. And I'm not meeting anyone, but I'm doing it all right. And part of it is focusing too much on the outcome. So the reason that I create is because I want to feel that excitement of the creative energy moving through me every day instead of. You know, one time I tried that thing where people sit around, they just give thanks all the time. And I was like, thank you for this. Thank you for this. And I give thanks for this and this. And what happened is I started getting super depressed. It was like I couldn't just keep giving thanks for the things I had. I needed the stimulation of exciting white light pouring through me to make something, to create something. So if people think of God as the creator, take that piece of creative energy and pull it through you, stream it through you, get that flow going through your body so that every day you're feeling it and let go of the outcome, totally let go of what could happen someday. Just really get into, oh my gosh, you won't believe what happened today, today. So some people want things to happen right away, like right now. So they they want to think up something, dream it up, ask their guides, pray about it, write it in their journal, and then they're waiting for it to happen. It's like watching a pot that you want to boil, right? You're just like waiting for it to boil. So the best thing to do is just let it go, forget about it, because it may happen 25 years later. <laughs> so for example, 
my mom reminded me that in my whole life, I dreamed of going to Africa. But then I forgot about it. Like even as a kid, I had black dolls. I had white dolls too, but I had a lot of African dolls. And then in college, I took classes on African literature. And then I forgot about, I was busy raising my kids as a single mom, building my practice. I don't have time to think about traveling or some trip that that would take money that I didn't have. And so when my boyfriend looked at me and said, hey, do you want to go to Africa and meet my mother? I was like, yes, I do. (laughs) And then I sat in meditation crying and saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, angels and guides. I forgot about this dream, but they didn't. And my mom said to me, you manifested this. You've been creating this your whole life. And I said, I know I forgot. For the last 25 years, I haven't thought of it. In college, there was this girlfriend who looked at me and said, let's have our first babies at age 25, okay? And I was like, okay. And we got all excited about it. And then I forgot. And I left the college town. And then I went back to visit. And I saw her on the street. And her mouth dropped open as she looked at my baby in my stroller in front of me. And I screamed and said, I forgot. I forgot we were going to do that. I guess I did it. So you can see how you don't have to control it. Let it go. Your spirit guides will bring it about, especially if you're trusting and believing. I had a boyfriend and we would drive through the countryside and he would look at the farmhouses and say, how do you get in those? I really want to live in those. Well, we broke up and I got into another relationship. And next thing you know, I was married with children living in one of those farmhouses. And he said to me, how did you do this? And I said, I forgot we wanted to. I forgot we dreamed it up and we pretended we were in one and we imagined. I forgot. So you really want to just get out of the way and let your guides just do it. You also want to let go of what you expect your dream to look like. So, for example, you know, I thought I was going to spend this last summer in Africa again, my second trip. I thought I was going to spend six weeks there, but we broke up. So there went my Africa trip. And I had a backup plan. I was going to go to West Virginia and I was just going to write. And I was going to just call it my writing retreat, a summer of writing. And so if I open my calendar, Each week says week one of writing retreat, week two of writing retreat. And this is all through my summer. Well, I couldn't go to West Virginia either because I got this radio show. Halfway through the show, I looked around and realized, oh, my God, I'm on my writing retreat. No one's in the house. My boyfriend left with his little kids. My daughter went to Japan. And then when she is here, she's coming and going. I'd never spent a summer in this house yet and didn't realize how beautiful the nature was behind it with the creek and the yard and the woods. And I was constantly just walking around writing because there's there's no better way to get a writer moving than to have a deadline every single Monday to do a live radio show to 35 countries. (laughs) So I actually really focused and had a writing retreat look totally different than what I thought it would look like. I also have all through August on my calendar every week it says meet someone in August, meet someone in August. And what I mean by that is that about a year ago when my boyfriend and I were still together, we went to this Ayurvedic astrologer. Somebody gave it to me as a gift certificate and I went in there and she was reading my chart and then she said to me, well, you're going to meet someone in August. Are you married? I said, no. And she said, well, you're going to meet someone and you're going to be fascinated by him. And I looked at my boyfriend who was standing right beside me and I said, I think I've already met him. And she looked at him and then she looked down at her page and she kept reading. And I thought, oh no, (laughs) she thinks it's not him. It's somebody new. 
oh, no. Well, sure enough, my boyfriend announces to me at some point that he's leaving me and going to go live in Africa to pursue a career there. And so I was on my own. And I thought, wow, okay, well, plan B, I'm going to meet someone in August. (laughs) So I put on my calendar, meet somebody in August. Well, what happened is I got sidetracked with the show, so I quit looking for someone. I spent a month kind of looking, and then I got all into the writing, and I forgot about it. Well, right before the month of August, I get this amazing email that came that really impacted my life in a big way, where my boyfriend said, you know what? I've done this. I've come here. I've started these businesses. I really miss you. I really miss you. I miss our family. I want to come back if you're open to it. Well, my first thought was, no, that's not the plan. That's not what they said. I'm supposed to meet someone new. I started to control it. I'm like, I got this new uh, light blue cruiser bike, bicycle that I'm going to ride on the trail. I have my freedom now. I don't want a family back. I'm just going to like be free. And so I started like emptying out my car of all his things and throwing them in recycling so I could make room for my bicycle that I was picking up from a shop. And that bicycle represented my freedom. And I was like, no, thanks. I am now free. I'm a writer and I, I don't want any of this old drama. Um, I'm going to move on a new life. And as I pulled the bike out of the back of the Subaru, the tires bounced on the pavement and the somehow the handlebar hit me straight over my heart and broke my rib over my heart. I did actually my second or third radio show with a broken rib. <laughs> I don't think you guys could tell that I could barely breathe. But in that moment, I suddenly got happy. I suddenly realized this is no coincidence. Sometimes the spirit guides will get really rough with you. They'll smack you in the head if they need to. To say to me, break that heart chakra open. Break it open right now. You wanted this. You created this. You called on this. Now get over it and let this in. And from that moment on, I was in total pain physically, but I was so happy emotionally and so excited for him to come back. So I called my tarot card readers. I'm like, is it him? Is he who I'm supposed to meet in August? They said, yes. (laughs) So I let that uh, rib heal. And over time, um, he showed up. His plane ticket turned out to be three days before August. So now I'm going to talk a little bit about co-creating in the moment instead of always way out on the calendar where you lay it out and you see that on your calendar, but instead just kind of like, well, what do you do every day? You know, if I'm letting go of the future, what am I doing every day? I learned this years ago when I was about 33, maybe I'm 48 now. And I used to watch my mom's gallery for her when it was the dead of winter. And in a tourist town, there were no people even on the streets in the dead of winter, except maybe somebody going to the post office. And so I'm sitting in there journaling hour after hour about how to get the hell out of the small town and how to make something happen in my life and how to get out of this boring misery I was in in this little town. And then I realized, well, you're not there yet. You're just getting more miserable because you're not there. So in this moment right now, what could you do to make yourself happy? What could you create right now? So I kind of sat there and meditated and I had pen and paper and I still do this. I'll do this every day where I'll stop and go, God, I need something. What is it? And so I wrote down, I need to get out of here for 15 minutes. First of all, I just need to go somewhere. And second, I want to get some hot chocolate 
And third, I want to get a book, a new book and read it. So I walked to the door, put a sign on it. I'll be back in 15 minutes, locked it. I walked two shops down and I got myself a hot chocolate. And then I started getting a little happier. And I walked up to the next, the bookstore next door and I scanned through until I found this really fun fictional book about a preacher in a small town. Really nice light read. I went back, changed the music, curled up in the chair, drank my hot cocoa, read a couple of chapters, feeling so happy and feeling really pleased with my new way of manifesting. And then a friend popped in and we ended up visiting for a couple hours until closing and laughing and talking. So this is a great one to just stay where you are, just create where you are, what's happening with you now. You know, it all started a long time ago when I was in, hmm, I guess junior high school and my brother was in high school and he was pushing me, pushing me to buy this raffle ticket. And I'm like, okay, 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 finally I'll give in, I'll buy a raffle ticket. So I went to my room and I started laughing, my vibrations getting higher and I was all giggly. There were probably spirit guides all around me and I was counting out 100 pennies and I go back in there and I give him these 100 pennies. I'm like, here you go. And he looked at me like, oh my God, are you serious? And he laughed, of course, and he took them to school and he said, these are for my sister. This is her lotto ticket. Well, the next morning I come into the dining room table and my whole family sitting around, I won the raffle. So my brother had been at this, I guess it was like a homecoming football game. And at halftime, they announced the winner. And they said, Ariel Hardy. My brother just about fell over because it was a big joke. I didn't really expect to win. I do this for the lottery all the time. Like, I'll just play the lottery here and there because something good really happens to me every time. I don't expect to win the lottery. I'm just playing it because I know it'll raise my vibe and it's fun and exciting and it's a game. And the spirit guides will send something. They always do. And it could be something great happens in my relationship or I get an unexpected check or I save a bunch of money or somebody gives me a present or or flowers. Something always happens. I always have something wonderful instead of the lottery. So it doesn't matter what it looks like. You just want to really get into that high vibration. All right, so after the commercial, I'm going to share with you my journaling techniques. Stay tuned and I'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you sometimes feel stuck, blocked, or simply not yourself? Do you want to feel happier, brighter, and lighter? Ariel Hardy, energy healer since 1996, can help by reconnecting you energetically to God, to the earth, and to your own spirit. Ariel can help heal the heart wounds from hurtful relationships and help get you back into your body and your power after experiencing life's traumas. Ariel can work on you anywhere in the world, communicating with you as she works through phone or Skype. Please visit the contacts page at arielenergyhealer.com to request an appointment. Would you like to learn how to do energy healing work yourself? Self-taught healer Ariel Hardy has created instructional videos for you to learn from. In these videos, Ariel shares tips and tricks of the trade from her unique style of healing work. Please visit her videos page at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L energyhealer.com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 
listening to Energetically Speaking. Ariel Hardy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments about the show. Send an email to ariel at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L at arielenergyhealer.com. Now back to Energetically Speaking. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the commercials and got all the info you need from them to contact me if you need to. So as I sit here, I'm looking at a shelf full of 108 of my journals. I counted them last night. (laughs) And so that's only a third of my journals. When I was about 23 and when I was about 33 years old, I threw away trash bags full of my journals. So what am I doing in these? You know, one reason I threw them away, the first set, is because I had been in a college phase of, like, thinking, like, writing, journaling from my brain, like, analyzing everything, and that's just not helpful. And then when I was 33, I threw them away because I was moving again and needed to lighten my load, but I just wanted to let go of, like, all my old beliefs and, and create new ones. So these journals I want to keep because they're all the teachings that I'm teaching now in this radio show and in the books that I'm working on and the membership website, et cetera, and in my healing work. Because as I wrote, what I was writing is, is I dream of this. I dream of that. I dream of that. Like as I got better at journaling, you just turn page after page and I'm just actually kind of writing a fairy tale. I'm just sort of writing. I actually I got carried away this week reading my journals, actually. And so it took me a while to actually get to writing the shows because I got so sidetracked. But in one of them, my daughter was nine years old and she said, Mama, you remind me of a storybook character, but I can't think of who. And, you know, that's that's what I'm doing in my life. I'm creating a story. So let me just break it down, though, into some exact games you can play, some practical games that you can get started in your journal or a comp book or a notebook, whatever you want to grab to write on. So I draw this hexagram. So two triangles. You know, some people call it the Star of David, and it has eight points. And there's no religious thing here with me with this hexagram. It's just I needed the eight points. (laughs) And so each area represents a different pointers part of my life so the top point is my spiritual life and then I go clockwise around it my work my home my money my body my children my hobbies and my mate and I'll go round and round around this thing where I pray that God's presence is in each area like I'll pray that God's presence is with my boyfriend today and then I'll go around the circle like or you know the shape the hexagram like uh, my work or my home and then I'll I'll go back around it again and do something different to each point like I'll dream I dream this happens or this happens or I'll visualize or I pretend and then I'll go back around again and I'll give thanks so I give thanks for my boyfriend I give thanks for my work on and on go, going round and round But basically, you're putting some energy into each one. Sometimes I'll even make a to-do list and then give it to the guides. Like, help me get all this done because I don't have time for it. Another game that I play um, in my journals to create my life is I'll actually look at the past and create from there. So I'll rewrite my day. And you've heard this in some of the other shows, especially I think maybe the teenager show. So... I'll start like this. What really happened is this. And I'll just start in the morning and go through the whole day. You can go way back to past events, too, and rewrite them. I'll say what really happened. Say I missed the bus, for example. 
really happened is I flagged down the bus and it stopped or or I missed the bus and some really nice lady pulled over and let me in and took me home or I walked all the way home and I called a girlfriend on the phone and I was singing and so happy and it was so good for me and I want to do it again. I look forward to the next time I missed the bus. Um, and you can you can rewrite you can rewrite how you felt in every single scenario like that. Like that last part of, with the bus story was I walked and I felt this way. You can do that for your whole day. You can also do it for tomorrow. So tomorrow, for example, um, what I'll do is I'll sit on my bed and I have a journal I keep under the bed and I'll just write how I want to feel tomorrow because I can't really like steer all of the events that are going to happen tomorrow. But I can write about how I want to feel and how I kind of want it to go and then kind of let go and see what happens. And this always works for me. So for example, I would say tomorrow, I dream that I feel really awake in the morning and I'm so happy as I make breakfast in the kitchen. And when I begin work, I actually feel super clear and super grounded. And then after work, I have tons of energy and I run the dogs and on and on like that. And and through the day, you'll notice, God, I'm really having a good day. It's because you did it before bed and then you slept and your spirit guides were able to work with you, work with your energy field, help you get ready for that day. You know, when I am rewriting my day, um, what just happened in my journal, I'll I don't skip over the parts that were great. I actually write them too. And I'll just write it like I give thanks for how great this part of my day was. Or I'll give thanks for this. And basically what you're doing when you're rewriting and when you're picturing what you want to feel tomorrow or what you want to happen tomorrow is you're reweaving your energy field. So, you know, earlier I talked about you can get hit from left and right by dark energy, heavy energy, bogged down energy, blocked energy. Well, to weave it to reset yourself and to get that energy field elaborate and beautiful and sparkly again, when you're co-creating in your journal, like I just taught you, you're sort of sewing. You're sewing these webs and these patterns in your field. And those patterns are what make you feel amazing. And they're also what make you react a little differently to things. So say you miss the bus again, you're fine. You've already rewritten it. You know what to do. You're fine. You know how to just fall into this happiness. So, Another thing that I'll do in my journals is I'll just kind of make believe and and start it out with I dream of this or or it, it's almost like I'm reading a book. Like I said before, it's almost like I'm just reading a book about somebody else's life, but I'm the character in it. And one of the things that I ran across when I was looking at the journals is that I write about being old. And so a lot of people are like imagining they're young. And over and over, they just keep imagining they're young. (laughs) But one time this woman reached up and pulled a white hair from my bangs and I slapped her hand so hard. I was so proud of that hair because I want to be old because I know that if I've spent my whole life creating this lightness of being when I'm old, I see myself as kind of thin and little. But I see myself as light and wise and magical. And I see myself with really white hair and maybe a little blue tip here and there. (laughs) I'm going to have to learn how to dye my hair so I can dip it in blue. But by projecting a head like that, I'm already laying it out. Instead of like fear about old age, I'm laying out that it's actually going to be this magical time. It's actually going to be a light filled time. 
So when we're co-creating, as you can hear from the show today, it's not that we're changing exactly our existence on the planet as far as like material things and money and health. And I mean, things deteriorate, things happen, we get in car wrecks, cancel, cancel. I always say cancel, cancel because there's this psychic named Sonia Choquette and she wrote a book called Your Heart's Desire. And I don't know if it's that book or another one where she says cancel, cancel. And what she means is be careful what you say because you might create it especially since I've spent a lifetime creating things I am always saying cancel cancel I think I said it in one of the other shows you guys were probably like what so one time I went to a psychic medium here in Denver the one I did the show with a couple weeks ago Rebecca Rosen and she channels my spirit guides for me and because I don't really have many dead people in my life and so she was telling me that my spirit guides want to send me a magical bird Well, why would they send me a magical bird? To cheer me up, of course, to make my life magical. And so um, I think it was that evening I'm on a walk and I see this bird with some different color wings and it's like, call, call. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's a different bird cry or something. Okay, well, cool. Nice magical bird. And so, you know, I'm sorry. I'm offending all the bird watchers out there. I I just really don't know my birds. My grandmother was a bird watcher. And so maybe someday I'll also be a bird watcher. But wait, I'm not sure I want to create that. So can I ask my spirit guides, cancel, cancel to take that back? So I'm on a walk like a year later, I think it was winter, and I'm like, show me another magical bird. I'm talking to my spirit guides. I talk to them all the time. Show me another one. I want to see another one. And then I forgot about it. And I go home and I just lay back on my bed and I'm stretching. Something made me stand up and go to the window and look out. I could have gone to the kitchen. I could have checked on the kids. I went straight to my window, looked out. There was a ginormous falcon called a jeer falcon standing on the arm of my lounge chair where I always sat to meditate outdoors. So this thing jumps down, walks around. I'm staring in total shock. Like, am I making this up? It walks around my yard. It looks around. Then it flies up onto the fence. And I thought, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Because on the other side of that six-foot fence were my three neighbors, a man, a woman, and a child, eight-year-old boy. And they were cleaning out their shed and they were looking down. They were handing things to each other. And thank God they're a short family because that's the only practical, realistic, earth plane type thinking, reasoning I can figure for them not seeing this bird. They just had to lift their chin like a half inch and they would have seen it. And this bird's standing there acting like he doesn't even see them or doesn't care. And the reason I didn't want this family to see them is because I didn't know what they would do to it. So you would not have believed the things I heard through the wall of that duplex. So, you know, we're right in the city. We're all piled on top of each other. I'm in one half of the duplex. They're on the other. And if I turned off my white noise and my music, I heard screaming, fighting, domestic violence, child abuse, drug abuse. I mean, it was like hell on earth over there. And so I thought, no, they didn't see it. Then he opens his wings. Those, the wingspan was like 50 inches long from tip to tip. They did not see it. He starts just like moving his wings side to side. Then he flies up above me into the tree above me so I could see his bright yellow talons and his furry legs on the branch above me. And I just thought, oh, my God, how did they not see it? How didn't they see it? So the next day. I go across the street to tell my neighbor all about this. And he's searching all over his yard, trying to figure out what killed the pigeon. 
in his yard. And I'm like, okay, that really happened. That really happened. And what I took from this is that we are really, really creating our own worlds. You can be in hell on earth or on the other side of the fence. You can be seeing a ginormous bird of prey in your backyard in the city. It's like pick one. Pick which vibration you want to be in. So right here at the end of the show, we're going to do just that. We're going to move right into... Raising our vibrations from wherever you are. If you're already high, great. We're going to take you higher. If you are in a really bad place, we're going to pull you up out of it. So in the name of God, in the name of the light, we call on the angels and the archangels to gather around us. I'm going to breathe and move some energy through us. You'll hear me doing this on that show when I'm working with the callers. We ask the light of God to come down through us. We open our crown vortex in the top of our head and we ask the light of God to come in. We ask that our third eye, the chakra in the forehead, is turned on. We are able to switch that switch from mental thinking, worry, to co-creating. We ask that we're able to imagine in all directions of our lives. Every area of our lives, we're able to take it further to imagine a higher level of existence. We're able to create. We ask that our third eye is radiating light in every direction. And we are manifestors constantly seeing beyond what is in front of us. Seeing the unseen realm, noticing all the amazing things our spirit guides bring us. All the answers to our prayers. We ask that we wake up, (laughs) even if you have to take a handlebar to a rib. We ask that we're able to wake up and see and feel and notice what is happening and why. Notice that this is the answer. This is what we asked for. We ask that in the moment, we're able to be grounded enough, concrete enough in our legs, in our pelvis, in our feet to create in this moment. So right here in this moment, we can shift our reality right here, right now. We're able to shift yesterday. We ask that we can shift and change the patterns in our energy field from the past that were caused by the past, even if it's just from today or years ago or childhood. We ask that we are able to shift our thinking and steer our ship to turn our third eye in different directions and see way into the future, see the paths ahead of us. We ask our spirit guides and angels to run ahead of us and open the way for us, to give us choices so that we can have fun deciding which way we want to go. We give thanks for free will. We give thanks for God in our lives, for that peace that he brings or it brings or she brings, Mother, Father, God, the universe. We give thanks for that powerful presence of God. In our world, bringing magic everywhere we go if we only tune into her. We ask the angels to join us, to hold our hands through this life, to help guide us, to show us which door to open next, which path to take next that will bring the most happiness. We just ask for happiness. We let go of the rest. We give it to you. We give all of the details to you. We give it all away. We ask that we're playful and we're light and we're fun and we're full of love and laughter and we enjoy every single day. 
Thank you for joining me today. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to the light. This is Ariel Hardy, Energetically Speaking. We hope you've both enjoyed and learned from this edition of Energetically Speaking. Please join your host, Ariel Hardy, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. We'll see you then right here.